A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So, no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, and welcome to Not For Nothing. I am, of course, Kyle Leon Henderson, and today I have on two people who've been here before, my teammates from my day job, Leslie Rigney. Hello. Hi, Kyle. And Fran VST. Hello, Kyle. Um, they were on my show before when I introduced you to my team, and today we're just talking about what's on everybody's mind, Ukraine and Russia. What are y'all's initial thoughts? When I, when I just bring that up, just bringing up the topic, what does that bring to mind for you? It seems so unnecessary, this uh, land grab. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and what else comes to mind is absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm -hmm. And um, I genuinely feel that the Russian leader is corrupted. Yeah. Uh -huh. What about you, Fran? Yeah, uh, sadness and anger, mm -hmm. I would say, are the two emotions that I fluctuate between. You know, so yeah. sad for what's going on there and sad for the people in Russia, too. Yeah. Because this is not making their lives any easier right. for sure. And I don't know that many of them are happy about what's going on either. So sad for all of the yeah. innocent people that are being well, impacted by this and angry at the lunatic who's creating it. Well, and I feel like the Russian people have sort of just been hostage to his crazy for a yes. long time. And, yes. And I don't know. I just I feel like the human spirit wants to just be a member, a good citizen and the members, a member of a global community at the end of the day. And they just I don't think they can right. with with a leader like him. So I remember reading in a book that uh, peace is very hard to maintain, but it's easy to go to war. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, that thought really struck me as uh, a truth to mm -hmm. what we experience as humans, because so often we are at war. Yeah. But it's compromising and being kind to one another is, it, it takes work. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think of a quote, and, and I want to get this right, it's something that one of my yoga instructors used to close our class with quite often. I think it was from David Bowie initially, but I'm not sure about that. And it goes something like, um, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, then we will be at peace. That's beautiful. Pretty, I love pretty that. Pretty beautiful, right? And so appropriate right yeah. now. Well, and I just, I didn't realize this because I've been sort of looking it up because, I mean, I don't think anybody is at fault for not really knowing for sure what's going on over there because it's just, it's over there mm -hmm. and we are war fatigued in ourselves. We were at war for 20 years over our own conflict. So yep. it, we are very shy about getting involved in another war and getting involved in other people's wars has not really worked out in our favor in, in the past with no. Vietnam and Korea and this, you know, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan most recently. Yep. And, you know, and that started as, as a sort of our conflict. You, you tore down our bill, you know, you wrecked our building with mm -hmm. your plane and you killed our people. But then the sort of modus operandi when we got over there just got a little convoluted and lost, I think. So we're war fatigued, but yes, but yeah, so I was looking it up. I was looking it up and, um, and this 
cr this dispute over Crimea has been going on officially since 2014. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's been sort of a, a little bit of a Cold War, uh, you know, a little, little flex here, a little, you know, posture there. Um, and then for whatever reason, now is the time to strike and strike right. bad and, and strike a, in a way that is against the generally accepted rules of war in this, in this, in our polite society of international relations. Cause he's, um, yeah. destroying villages and killing civilians, killing civilians, kill, tearing down schools, blowing up schools, hospitals, hospitals. I mean, it's, it's Raising so sad. Entire cities. Just ruining. Mm -hmm. What was it I heard on PBS NewsHour last night? A hundred billion dollars in damage, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's a low it's probably estimate. Probably a low estimate. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, who cares about money when it when so many people are being killed? Yeah. And There's 43 million people yeah. in in Ukraine, right? And, and that's that's, and that's he, a lot of people. He, if he wants that country, that land, that territory so badly, I have to wonder. Well, why are you so willing to destroy it then? Yeah, like, you want it. It's that important to you, well, but you're willing to destroy it. And on the Wikipedia page, I'll fully admit that I I wasn't you know doing library research. I was looking at Wikipedia on the history of it, and they've been in dispute over that land since the 800s. Yeah, I think 800s. it goes way back. So it's been over. It's been twelve hundred years. They've been fighting over that land, and today it looks like it's the titanium and the uranium and the and the, yeah. the resources in the soil. Yeah. So I guess who cares if there's a school standing on it? For me to get to it, I'm going to tear that school down anyway. Right. It's what's underneath it so, that, that he wants so to badly. Mine, well, I and guess. now we how that affect how does that affect us in America? We are not buying Russian oil. Mm -hmm. And so our gas prices are going up. And so. But we're also doing so many other things. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I heard yesterday that Boeing is um, calling back all of their leases because the breach of contract, they cannot repair oh. the airplanes mm -hmm. because they are not allowed to get parts because parts are sanctioned. Yeah. Right. And similarly, parts from China are also sh mm -hmm. sanctioned. Yep. And that was on PBS NewsHour last yep. night. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the that's the thing that I've kind of been fixating on is why this every developed country in the world has put sanctions on Russia, except yes. for China and Mexico. Mexico and right. nobody ever expected China to do anything no. noble or, you know, in, in alignment with the rest of civilized world. But right. what I was very shocked by Mexico. Me too. Yes, um, and I, don't I still understand. people don't know, and, and their official stance is, we want to maintain good relations. With, we've had good relations with everybody in the world, and we're going to maintain that. And it's like so well, they're trying to become Switzerland <laughs> again right but, now, maybe. You know, but even Switzerland has now taken a stance. Right, Switzerland, which put, is so if unusual Switzerland for can them. Do it, if Switzerland can do it, well, Mexico and that, can do it. That harkens back to me, and I would even go back in time and say this to Switzerland in World War II. Quote Martin Luther King, in the end, we do not remember the shouts of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Yeah, I like that. And that's like, I get that you want to maintain your equilibrium, but at some point you're going to have to stand up for. For what's right. For what's right for these people. And if you're friends with the Ukrainian people and other, and but then the Polish who are benevolently taking yes. in all these refugees, all these other people who, all these other groups of people who were in the old USSR. Right. They know what that what could happen and if we don't if we turn a blind eye he's just going to do exactly what what hitler did what napoleon tried to do just march across europe and take it all 
Yeah, I don't. Is think what this I, is that's my theory. I mean, I guess that's mm-hmm. that's you know up for debate. But I'm hoping maybe being overly optimistic and trying to see a silver lining in the outcome of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this could be his ultimate demise. Right. Because I think from everything that I've, he really thought that he was going to walk in there yeah. and in a day or two, kind of like how quickly things fell in Afghanistan, he thought that was gonna, what was going to happen. Yeah. He did not expect this kind of pushback. Re- reaction from the world. And this kind of reaction from the, I don't know how he couldn't have, but obviously he didn't expect this kind of reaction from the world and so I wonder, and, and I, I, I try not to bring it into too much, like, sticking my flag. Everybody knows where I stand in politics. But I wonder if his, the, the in admiration and the conversations he had with Donald Trump, did he think that's what the rest of America thought about him, too? I, I, that's I'm like, an interesting like, question. Did you think we all just loved you like he did? Like he did? Like, no. no. I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine that's what he thought because... George Bush has been hard on him, mm-hmm. and Obama and Biden and Clinton. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think he was there when Clinton was there. But Clinton had, you know, ever. We've always had a contentious relationship because we were the two major players in the Cold War. Right. So we've never had a great relationship, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Hello, Tony Blair situation. Right. So he always just felt that um, United States was weak because he was able to stay in power during all of these presidents. But what what we what is not understood by a person like that is the reason why we change out presidents is to not have such mm-hmm. absolute power right. right so that after eight years the power is going to change and whether it's the same party or a different party you're not going to be able to maintain those relationships to the degree that uh 20 years of being the king can maintain yeah right? well right? and that's and even with george w george hw bush with bill clinton bill clinton beat him and he still wrote him a lovely letter and yes. and partake and partook in all of the rituals of a peaceful transfer of power because that's what we do in this country right we and, want and, that and transversely people wanted us there were some l- radical people in this country when trump was in office they wanted him taken out taken out and i said that's not good Right, he has to serve. I said, I mean, right, yes. impeachment is even not good because if you get too comfortable taking presidents out before their term is up, then we become a banana republic like Brazil or yeah. and much and many other South American countries. We have to, and that, and even with someone like Trump who bothered and bothered people at best and at worst, really put people in danger. We have to sit with our decisions, and we have to go out, and we have to partake in our politics and partake in our and hopefully civil, learn from them so that we are inspired them. to partake so. in our civil duties. Exactly. And so, exactly. I, I mean, I just sitting here talking with y'all, um, it sort of makes me excited. Even within, even with the Trump years, like our our great American experiment maintains. Because yes. look at the other side of the world, the you autocrats. Know, you know, mm-hmm. the dictators. Yep. So it makes me really excited and happy to be a part of this, this country. experiment. Yeah, this great experiment, <laughs> which, which existed sort of before, but it was uh, uh, mm-hmm. oligarchies that yeah. controlled power. Yeah, and in Roman times, mm-hmm. and and yeah. as horrible as the whole getting back to Ukraine, as horrible as the whole situation is, it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. to watch the world, with the, a few exceptions, but to watch the way the yeah. world has come together. Right. You know, that's, that's a positive. I, but we don't want land grabbing any longer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it won't such be accepted. A, a huge fashion. And I wonder, you know, looking forward, I'm, I'm, 
I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, not even cautiously optimistic. When I have the opportunity to look at the glass half full or the glass half empty, I'm always going to look at it half full. Mm -hmm. Let's hope for the best. Yes. So I think this is going to work out in in the favor of the Ukrainian people because the whole world is behind them. I It's hard to imagine that they won't. We're going to let them work it out if we can. But, you know, at, a, at some point we will back them up. And I wonder how... China looking at mm. what is it? I always get it mixed up. It's Taiwan. Taiwan, Taiwan is the yes. disputed country. Which China has their eye on. And they're in the looking same to way. see how this works. And I want, yep. and, and even Jerusalem. I mean, mm-hmm. we, Donald yeah, Trump. Yeah, there's a little bit of uh, contention over Jerusalem, isn't there? Yes. Well, and, and that's the thing. We would, we never, 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 we purposefully never put our, put our support behind Palestine or Israel. And then Donald Trump said, move. Move the move, move the, the capital move the capital to Jerusalem of Israel, and he sort of put his thumb on the scale from outside with that. But it's still in contention. Yes. And I wonder how that would affect how this is going to affect them. Are you, or is it just going to be leave well enough alone? Hope, be a good neighbor. Hopefully, it'll be leave well enough alone because look what can happen right. and how devastating this is right now mm-hmm. to Russia. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that but the Israel or Jerusalem and Taiwan are two different things because Taiwan wants their independence. They they yes. maintain their independence. And the world says Taiwan is a country and China's like, no, it's not. It's ours. Right. Nobody's really got control of Jerusalem. They're just, That's they different. both just yeah. sit there and <laughs> it's mine. No, it's mine. And it's like, and Jerusalem's like, oh, <laughs> whichever. Just leave us alone. <laughs> like, just leave us alone and no, let us live. They don't have their own <laughs> autonomy. They're just like, are we yours or are we yours? Right. So, and, you right. know, and that's all control over history more yes. than anything history because they want to control traditions their, yeah traditions are so big i remember on pbs news hour it was going back to what's happening in russia um putin has been promoting the old ranks of tradition which mm-hmm. is the the orthodox church yes. and their I can't remember the name of it. The, the the old military folks that walk around with their long red coats. And oh, mm-hmm. but the what was very striking was a an important person in the the religious ranks said, "Oh yes, Putin. He's so wonderful. He he bows to tradition." as opposed to law. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Tradition it supports the ranks of the the powerful, the oligarchies, exactly. the money, the ones mm-hmm. the you know, the ones that that rule with an iron fist and take out those without um, where people disappear and never come back. Right. That's yeah. the tradition. <laughs> well, and I wonder Conserve if, the old. Are y'all mm-hmm. doing some of the things that I'm doing too? And I wonder and I'm just kind of using this as a petri dish for the whole world of I just, I didn't know, like, I'm like, well, Putin is the president, and he, that's the head of government. And then in the UK, they have a prime minister who is the head of government, essentially. The, the queen watches the election, and then France, he wins, and right. please Germany, create a government. Prime minister, yeah. The right. prime minister, So, but Russia has a prime minister and a president. president. And so I went in, and I dug down, and I said, I want to understand... What's the difference? Why both? Because mm-hmm. pr- France has the president, I think. And then, you know, just different yeah. things. They call it different things for the same essential same role. position. But in Russia, they have a different one. Do y'all do the research to sort of, or right now, or yeah. is it leading y'all to like, no more? Let me find this well, out, how things are work it, over there. Yeah, I and, haven't looked into, that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Why a president and a prime minister? Well, it, it operates. I haven't looked into that. But. Well, just briefly, it operates sort of like the crown in England? the UK. 
in the fact that the president is is elected, uh, you know, mm-hmm. on paper, on the paper. president is elected to be above politics. And then the prime, and so he's sort of the, sort of, he's the above, the bird's eye view of everyone, supposed to be doing what's best for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the prime minister is elected to be the political leader of to the run country. The government. Sort of in the same to way the president the is. Right. And the thing is, on paper, again, it's like, it's like, it's like libertarianism. If, if we all just follow the rules, everybody will get along with the rules. But, you know, on paper, the pre- the president who is Putin supersedes everything. So he sort of asks, he sort of informs the prime minister how they're going to run the government. Run the government like you want in in your in your own way and I'll be above this above politics and if you get a little too out of line I'll I'll knock you back in line. Right, except in the case of Putin. But I'm sure there's a lot of knocking you back in line. But yeah, like you don't get to run it. It's your like way. a boss. Yeah, right. It's like a boss. And Do you I don't get to, uh, even your voting has to be, is skewed to uh-huh. to please right. the president. Yeah. Because you know he is he declared himself king. Yeah. yeah. Of Russia, he's the he, czar, and it's and it's all over the news, of course. Mm-hmm. Czar. Yeah. He's he's declared himself czar, and he's positioned all of his cronies, the oligarchy families, mm-hmm. to, to protect his money and because I'm, evidently he's one of the wealthiest men in the world. And mm-hmm. of course, how did he get that? He stole it from his nation. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I love well, what we're doing to the oligarchs right now. That We're, we're putting them a in lot a of world of hurt, a lot of pressure on those very, very wealthy men mm-hmm. who Lord knows how they got all that money, but are Putin's supporters, biggest yeah. supporters. Well, and I'd be interested to see the history because I just don't know the history. But Putin was prime minister once before yes. he was president, so yes, it's like yes. he went through the ranks to rise to power to become, and then he, you know, shut the door once he got into <laughs> the power room. Right. Um, but yeah, do you do? Have you done research to find out more stuff and in, in how the world's yeah, working right now? Definitely, yes. Yeah. I have tried to educate myself a, a little more than I I had been, so and that's that so I could understand it all better. Well, I think. I don't know, and y'all can dispute this. I think it's just an inopportune time for him to do what he wanted because the world just kind of got fed up from COVID. Yeah, you it's know, an interesting and, time and he picked. Here in America, workers. <laughs> well, he thought are, that we would be laid back because we were not. We were so tired, right? Because mm-hmm. we had so many other things to worry about, and we have so. Yeah, this is just occurring to me. Yeah. So much else to worry about with the can- pandemic, and so much internal political strife, mm-hmm. like never before, I think, within our com- country, or certainly that never he, of in course, stirred up. That he helped stir up, and maybe he did think they're so preoccupied with yeah. all of their own issues and problems right now that now's the time for me to strike. And well, and what and what we're finding he here domestically, workers. The pandemic, yeah, it left us exhausted, but it left us with the feeling of, what have I got to lose? I'm not going back to a job I don't want. I'm not doing anything I don't want. Right. And it's like, everybody's like, well, I've been through hell for the last two years. And, you know, Ukrainians, I'm like, I'm going to go to the streets and march. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to I'm gonna get what I want this time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done kowtowing to Putin and Russia because I'm sure there was a dynamic of big brother, little brother and... Yeah. Don't don't make don't piss off Russia, mm-hmm. and now it's like, well, 
Who cares? And We've been an, through hell, so who cares? Yeah, an interesting <laughs> poll that I just read about a couple of days ago. I forget who did it, but it was one of the many polls. And I want to say that it said about 70% of the people who they asked, just regular people who are mm -hmm. hurting economically right now and, you know, killing themselves to put gas in their cars with the gas prices and all. But yeah. the majority of people said, I am willing to forgo some of my money and spend a little bit more if this is going to help support the cause of the yeah. Ukrainian people. So that was very heartening to, to see. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. This gas prices, the gas prices rising here, it might just be catapulting us into the future. Everybody's going to go out and buy an electric an ele car. Similarly, <laughs> like COVID catapulted us onto Zoom, yeah. which actually yes. has changed in so mm -hmm. many good ways mm -hmm. the way that business operates today. Because why fly across the country when you can have a Zoom meeting yeah. and accomplish mm -hmm. the same thing? It, seeing the person, well, you're not necessarily right next to them, so you're not going to go out and get a dinner together. But you're doing the business yeah. of of yep. what you're supposed to be and you're not wasting all that fuel to get across the country mm -hmm. and all the hotel bills and all the da 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 da, yeah. da the time and frustration well, and, of traveling and the acting world and and probably the opera world uh, yeah an audition know. you you probably won't see an in person audition anymore not the first round callbacks will be in Maybe, right? be, be yeah, in person but the first round self tape or zoom audition now and that's yep. that's just it's because we had to and now it's like oh we don't have to. Well, we don't have to rent that space, or we don't have to do this. Yeah, right. Like, Let's just do and this. We'll bring them into the office if we And people are <laughs> working at home, and all they the know money, more office buildings. Mm -hmm. Right, Fantastic. saving all the rent on that office space. And companies friends. have seen yeah. that it's it can work. Like, it, it, it has not been a negative in terms of the flow of their business or yeah. their revenues that are coming in. It's it's working this way. I had a friend people who People self-regulate well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, the, and working mothers, they get a lot done. They yes. do. They get, I mean, and you can work. If you don't hold people to a nine to five, if you've got a deadline of two weeks from now, you as a working mother can work on that at 10 p.m. when your kids go to sleep and right. it gets done. Or at seven so, in the morning before they get up and get right. ready you know? for school. Yes. And so and then and they then, don't have to drive that 40 minutes or an hour to get mm -hmm. to work and mm -hmm. wear all those fancy clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's just the world is just dissolving as we knew it into a space that's new Very and new. so maybe it's catapulting this war because mm -hmm. of the energy crisis bringing yeah. it back to what we were talking about that uh, more electric cars and more solar panels and mm -hmm. yeah it all yes it's so in the end it's all pushing ways. us in a good mm -hmm. in, in a good direction yeah my i have a friend in uh in upstate new york she has solar panels on her house and because of the land she lives on she gets her water from well water mm -hmm. and so she has i said your house is so, it's the most high-tech house I've ever been in and she said all I pay is internet and and streaming subscriptions mm -hmm. and land taxes yeah. that's all I pay I don't pay for anything else and she drives a, a electric car and I'm just Good like fantastic. I'm like yeah look at you I was like we should all be doing that yes. we should because the you know the next best energy that I keep hearing about is nuclear and we all know the ramifications of fusion fission or fusion or whatever and, yeah. and nuclear and and granted they've made incredible um strides in reusing their the the spent uranium and yeah but it's still a very dangerous option and if right. we can all just start using solar panels and charging our cars mm -hmm. with with the sun which is available a, 
all every the day. time. <laughs> every yeah. day. I mean, granted, in other areas of the world, California, we, we, we get more sun. get yeah. a lot of sun. But well, and, and that goes back to Russia. It's I, I don't know how many times we have to see the examples of all of our problems are because of our dependency on foreign oil dependence and foreign resources. on others. And so. we have it all right here. We just need to be smarter. And that, that is, it's coming. It's happening. Yeah. We see it happening. Well, I mean, but being innovative. In the future, that will be the people, only way that it is. Right. Being innovative all over the world. Because how many Russian cars do we ever see in the international market? How many? I don't um, even know a name of how a Russian many, car. Uh, does cell Russia phones? even make cars? Do, <laughs> cell, do they make cell phones? Do they? So why aren't they making these important yeah. items right. and innovating new new things? They had a space program, which, I, having just gone to the Kennedy Center, which was so mm-hmm. cool in Florida, um, the, uh, so much innovation comes from trying to push ourselves doing really hard things and they were talking about you know the foam mattresses came mm-hmm. from the ideas and then technology from from NASA's developments in in yeah. space and and uh, and then the cell phone technology so yeah. much of it came from space mm-hmm. and of course the push on computers and and storage and all of these incredible things came from Promoting an R and D in important things as opposed to war. Yeah. Right. You know, we're not out to kill anybody. We're out to. Well, what's the what is mm-hmm. the Enterprise in Star Trek? They say. Um, uh, to boldly go where no one has where gone. No before. one has gone. Right. Before. Yeah. Now, granted, it's possible that was out to find new resources. Yeah. For sure, but. Um, but I think the the cosmonauts with Russia and the astronauts with us. That was a healthy competition. Yes. Like that, we should have healthy competition in this world again to try to get the best medical care we can get. Right. Or try to mm-hmm. get the best resources for not depending on oil that is limited. This world is limited. Yep. And we keep yep. repopulating the earth more and more. So there's going to be more and more cars. Eventually, those limited resources will be done. And and getting back to what you were saying with Russia and the lack of development and and foresight and looking forward into the future, you have a leader there who is steeped in tradition. Mm -hmm. He's all about the way it used to be and his power and those traditions. So the country's being held back in many ways Mm -hmm. from being able to move forward with the rest of the world. Right. Right. Well, um... It looks like we've see we've we sat at this table in the middle of a windy day and fixed all the world's problems. That's what I'm. If only <laughs> solved them all. If only we could. Well, I, I I thank you for coming on and talking about this with me today because it's been on our lips out here in the streets. I mean, it's all anybody's talking about. It's all that's on the news. And and I I I, like, I know that my show has you know limited reach, but it is my platform and a place for my friends to come and bring their thoughts and feelings too. So I just wanted to take a moment to let let Ukraine know that we're we stand with them and we support Absolutely. them and 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 you know at the end of the show I'll I'll try to put up some resources that let people know how to get involved if they really really want to help the cause so yes. um but yeah this is my last tomorrow is actually my last day at this job with you guys so and we which have, we're very sad about uh-huh. yes we have so enjoyed getting to know you Kyle um 
and I will sorely miss you. I will miss you yes. all too. But, same, but same. you know, I'm gonna take all of your Instagrams, and maybe we can go get drinks and and oh, really I hope so. stay in touch. You know, stay in touch and have friendships for life because that's that's what we've done. We've done humanitarian work, and that's mm-hmm. that's sort of why you do it to be with the people to help the people. Because they're your people, you know? So, yeah, I love it's it. been great. And thank you very much thank for everything. Thank you. And when we come back from our break, we're going to bring in some other voices to talk about our last few days together. Thanks, Kyle. They're hilarious. <laughs> So you're licking the mic. Can you stop? <laughs> Freaking annoying. You're gross. She well, we are back. Uh, I've already started recording. <laughs> so that was the ASMR portion of <laughs> this podcast. And oh with no. me, I have Shauna, who was on the sh- show last time. Hello. 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 And Noe, her Hi. beloved burden. I'm her boyfriend. <laughs> I missed out last show. I you did. You were. Uh, I did it on Thursday because I was kind of ahead of the game and today it's friday and this show oh. goes live on friday so it'll mm-hmm. be going live in a few minutes Happy friday. and we got paid today so. we did get paid yep. today well uh i just wanted to have a chat with all my people because tomorrow i will no longer be your boss so mm. here's your opportunity to say whatever you wanted to say to me oh here that you go. haven't <laughs> <laughs> it's your opportunity to let me know that i'm the best boss you ever had honestly yeah i think so Hon- you've probably yeah. been like really? the most laid-back boss i've ever had yeah well i mean that's because this this stuff <laughs> <laughs> this stuff worked it run it run itself but i think i was pretty i think i was pretty um on top of things in the beginning, though. Oh yeah, like I was like staunch because like we had we had thirteen hundred people show up a day. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. It was a lot in the beginning, but but we made it through. Yeah, uh-huh. but now we're we're on the downhill slope. So what are you gonna do after this? Like in general, or just today. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that and that is the key. Take it day by day. Take it day by day. <laughs> but yeah, what do you what's what's in the cards for y'all after this? I don't know. I think I'm just like a, in a point in my life where I'm really, really working hard to get a job as an engineer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And things aren't going how I planned them. But They're not. Little by little. Well, just because I've been waiting so long to get a job in my field. Yeah. And when things don't fall into place, you just feel like you're left out. Yeah, it's it's hard. But, you know, I, I feel the crackle in the air. Like, I got a new job. And then Ryan, who was on the show last time, he's not here because he's in Michigan right now looking at apartments and stuff. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he just keeps fielding job offers. I hope you don't. Hope people don't know that's not like speaking out of school. And I'm like, yeah. every time I turn around, there's a Fortune 500 company like being like, we have a job for you. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, things are happening, and I think it's gonna happen just out of the blue for everybody. Right. So, but I do like watching you work. Because you got such a nice ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, because your your um your uh and that's so an HR issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not by tomorrow. Won't um, be. <laughs> and that, but your your brain. I can see you look at a problem and just work it out in your head. And you know, you drew di- you've drawn diagrams on how to make things happen. And it's just fun to watch you work because everybody out here has their works work ways. And I just thought, you know, it's neat. If any job is hearing that right now, you need to tune in to this <laughs> Yeah, like, if you need you an know. engineer, 
here we are. Well, I'm always surprised by who listens to the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Ethan's sister the other day, she's like, yeah, I listen to the show. I'm like, you listen to my show? <laughs> okay. Oh, she's like, it's good. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, I've enjoyed working with you guys. Likewise. What was your favorite memory out here at all? Uh, probably uh, seeing you run around screaming at people. Right. Fighting people. It was probably the most entertaining part you of the like job. You mean like people who come up here? No masks, <laughs> yeah. going after them, going What like, are you doing in our you're site? You're like running out. Put you're your like, hey, on. hey, you. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I like I, I like justice. And mm-hmm. but there was that one lady who I was just like, I'm not testing you today. Right. Yeah, she was exactly. actually quite important, but whatever. <laughs> we didn't know that until. I didn't know that until she reported me. And I was like, well, I stand by what I said. Uh-huh. You cursed me and then you wouldn't put your mask on. Or that time that guy tried to fight me and you had my back. Remember that time when they were really way busy the be- out there? Oh, the yeah. Like that guy was going to get out of his car and fight you. And I yeah. said, well, it, you know, if you. F- <laughs> and that was back when everybody was desperate for a test. Yeah. Because like, yeah. <laughs> that was the first guy. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'll throw your vial in the garbage. <laughs> never get your- yeah, that was fun. Um, that my next job that I'm getting, I will not be able to talk to people like that no. exactly. at all. I will be fired instantly. <laughs> so and, and now if my boss hears this podcast, he'll oh. be like. You better be glad you turned in your two <laughs> weeks notice talking yeah. to people like that. But, you know, it's just at a certain point, I forgive the forgive the phrase, but it's been two years. I'm not sucking your dick over this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm it, like, job. do what's best for your fellow man and your neighbor. But what about you? What's your favorite memory out here? I think there was like one lady that was trying to get crazy with me over here, too, but... Oh yeah, and I, I told her, her I was like, "Oh yeah, I was like, you can take your test or you can leave." And then <laughs> she was so mad, and she kept saying, "As a customer," and I said, "Well, I'm going to stop you. You're not a customer because mm-hmm. customers buy things, right? And there's nothing for sale out here." <laughs> so yeah, I, I love it, but um, I'm going to miss you guys. That's going to be fun. Gonna I'm going to come to your too. Korean barbecue place. Yeah, if I'm still there. I hope. Well, if you're not, we'll just go eat there, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll be we'll act a fool and yeah. be like, "I don't work here anymore." Exactly. Give me right. more sake. Or we can soju. visit you. We uh, can visit yeah, soju. 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 Get me more soju. Korean, sake mm-hmm. Japanese. Yeah. Get me more soju. I, that, you remember that story that I told you about uh, about being waking up tied to the bed? That was on soju. That was on soju? Yeah. Oh, yeah I remember shit. that story. I, I'll tell you that story off. <laughs> no, we, said we heard it. Oh, you did hear yeah, it. I thought yeah, you said yeah. you didn't no, hear it. No, no, it, yeah, yeah. It. That was that was soju. That was my first my first wow. try of soju. So. How many sojus did you have? Yeah. I think it was like six shots. With so you're so light. But you're supposed to sip it. Yeah. And I, no, I did it. Oh, he never had it before. I, six shots. Oh. Right, one right after the other. Oh, <laughs> And <man>. then, boom. <laughs> no, it, it's pretty strong. If it's rough. It yeah. Well, I was 19 as well. Mm. So. Still I, a baby. I didn't have my, <laughs> I didn't have my withered liver that I got now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm just excited to, to know you both. Like, that's, that's fun. That's the fun of it is. Yeah. Getting the opportunity to meet people that you would have never met otherwise. Because y'all are both new hires. Y'all weren't here mm-hmm. back in the day when we did our first round. Correct. Sorry about the wind, listeners. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to take a little moment so everybody could hear your voice. Yeah, no way, because you. you're, y'all the are famous no way. I'm not sure how I sound, but. I say it to, <laughs> I do say it to everyone and only people who get the full the, the secret wink know it's true that you're my favorites. Oh, thank you. Aww. Wink wink. <laughs> we heard of that before when I was sitting over there. Right. I overheard you say that. He it said that's else. like the two people who were here before. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we My favorite. We appreciate you Kyle. Well, yeah, I I got a good team mostly. There was one that was the bane of my existence. And that's oh, all. Yeah. 
<laughs> we won't say any names. <laughs> One whose name should not, <laughs> not be said. Like Voldemort yeah, kind like of thing. Voldemort. Exactly. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. She's right. <laughs> 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 well, all right, guys. Well, we're going to have some treats today because it's my last day. Yay! Apparently, I've heard. <laughs> right? It's not a secret anymore. Are you buying something for us? I'm not. Somebody's, somebody said, I got a surprise for you. And, oh. then he, and then he made me pick the flavors. So I'm like, well, that's kind not much of a surprise. <laughs> 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 so, but anyway, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you It'll be live us. later today. And you can oh, hear nice. yourself. Okay. And and if you're if you need an engineer, no ideas. Yes. Mechanical, structural, integrity, anything like that, computer aided design, I'm right here. You heard Love it. that. Mm-hmm. And yes. do you wanna do you wanna plug yourself for anybody who might be listening? <laughs> um no, I'm gonna be his future wife, so we'll oh, see. Okay, ah! yeah. Diamonds. <laughs> Stripping in diamonds and <laughs> driving my Maybach, so right? Used to work yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys. Bye. 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 Hello. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking to me or the viewers. Or the listeners, <laughs> I mean. Talking to you. Okay, hello. Because you're here now. How are you? I'm doing good. You weren't on my show last time because you had class. Oh, what was the show about last time? Oh, I just had a show yeah, because I didn't have anything to talk about that weekend. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to bring my entire setup to work and then introduce my people who I work with. Mm. And you weren't here for that. And now there was no way. Well, now everyone knows I'm a student. Yep. Yes, this I is go Eric Marquez. I am Marquez. I also go by Marquez, M-A-R-K-E-Z. That's my stage name. M-A-R-K-E-Z. Mm-hmm. That is? Okay. Marquez, Mar- yeah. Is that why you had us call you Marquez? You never told me that. Well, no. Well, it's my last name. So usually there's always another Eric, and I'm always like, you could just call me Marquez <laughs> by my yeah. last name. But um, M-A-R-K-E-Z, that's my stage name, which is just a play on my last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, do you, what kind of art do you do? Um, I write music. I do all kinds of art. I just say I'm an artist. I like to write. Um, music, yeah. s- stories. I always say I'm a storyteller. Yeah, and you're getting your degree. I do already have my BA actually in mm-hmm. deaf theater, but yeah, you're you're fluent in, I am fluent in, in sign American language. Sign Language. Mm-hmm. That's ex- that's exciting, and and you actually got the chance to use it here at work once. a couple of times, yeah. not too many times. I I figured I would use it more a lot out here because in the valley, especially closer to Northridge, there is a bigger deaf community because oh, really? Cal State Northridge is the uh, second tier, second top tier deaf school in all of the states, and the first one being Gallaudet, which is the deaf university. Oh, really? So there's a lot of people that come out here. They get their like BA, and then they go to Gallaudet to get their their masters and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. um what made you decide to do sign language do you have a personal connection to it or is it just something that you were passionate about i did theater in high school and that's how i kind of started my gig with theater um and i ended up watching uh tribes by nino rain at the Mm. mark taper forum which is essentially a story about a uh, deaf individual living with a hearing family and um just the dynamics that go on with that and that person ends up falling in love with a woman who happens to be going deaf. Oh, wow. Who has deaf parents. So that dichotomy of hearing and deaf, um, yeah. it really struck a chord with me because I identified a lot with uh, the deaf individual being, you know, not ostracized, but being left out, not being able to mm-hmm. fully communicate with people. And yeah. um, watching that made me want to learn sign language. So I went to Cal State Northridge for sign language. Um, I ended up trying to be an interpreter. That didn't really fully work out with me and my own mental health issues, unfortunately. But um, I was able to kind of come up with my own major after the interpreting program didn't work out. So I finished it off with a deaf theater degree. Oh, wow. Mm. That's really cool. And now you're getting another BA? Is that no, right? no, I'm getting. I'm just getting a certificate, or I might even be convinced to do an AA in a technical theater. Because oh, okay, 
that was my minor in in college. Uh, it was a theater directing minor, so mm -hmm. I missed a lot of classes that were with the technical, the lighting, the sound. Yeah. And I've had experience in that working in theaters since then. But I just wanted to get you I know love formal that education because that that really is. I mean, people love to say they're an artist because we're in Los Angeles and everybody here says they're an artist. They're an artist. They're mm -hmm. an artist. But there is a lot of work that goes into whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And like this podcast, people are like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, it's it's kind of I mean, it's not <laughs> hard to start a podcast. It's just a lot of work it to maintain. Work, That's, yeah. you know, and anything's a lot of work. And you're getting a you're getting a certificate or even an AA mm -hmm. in being a, the workhorse mm -hmm. of theater. <laughs> like, and make it happen. After I get this, I, I'll feel more comfortable saying I am a theater artist because right. I, I'm, you know, kind of well versed in mm -hmm. the lighting, the sound. I'll do anything stage manage, direct. I had a friend who she has four. She's certified certificate certified or whatever it, it means to be, to be a Zumba. Uh, instructor yeah. <laughs> she's got four different yeah. zoom types of zumba instruction and then there was this other guy that i worked with who so he's like oh you do zumba i do zumba and she goes oh what are your certifications he goes oh i don't have any certifications i just do flash mobs at the mall and i'm like well that's not the same i feel the same i could probably lead a <laughs> so, class on just dance right for the switch but so, i'm not certified <laughs> right well and that's the thing that you know there are professionals and and i think it was leslie on the last episode we were talking about, you know, what does it mean to be a professional? Is it that you get paid or that you have a degree in it and mm -hmm. you know you're an expert? That's what it was. Is it is it getting paid or is it actually being an expert? And so, you know, I think there's two schools of thought. So Yeah, and I agree with, especially with theater, because, like, right now I am technically in school, but mm -hmm. I'd like to be as professional as possible. Yeah. And, for example, there was a weekend where I kind of really felt hard off of school to the point where I miss a couple of, of assignments, mm -hmm. even after some of these professors are really helping me out with the resources. Yeah. Um, I missed the assignment. I felt bad. And in my professional headspace, I have to apologize. Yeah. These people are helping me out. Mm -hmm. I will work with these people. I, I think with theater, a lot of people don't realize that the people that you go to school with, you will work with. Yeah. Eventually, they well, will get you the job. And you are a little bit older than other people. You know, you're a little bit beyond the traditional age of of students of going back college. to school. Oh, yes, especially starting at, at a uh, community yeah. college as well. Right. Like, so, Ooh. you know, most people are 18 to 20 mm -hmm. and you're and you're you're still in your 20s, mm -hmm. but but late 20s. With that come <laughs> with that comes an, a sense of responsibility because mm -hmm. you've experienced it, but um but you in particular out here, I'll say that I've bonded with you. I don't know if you feel the same <laughs> way, but I've bonded with you mm -hmm. uh, over queer culture and queer, you know, mm -hmm. queer and LGBTQ, you mm -hmm. know, things. Yes. Just you were, you and I speak a different language at times than everybody else here mm -hmm. on our site. Um, and I, that's just meant a lot to me yeah. at work, working here. Oh, that's nice. And, you know, and we watch Drag Race and mm -hmm. we, you know, because we talk about, you know, the responsibility of people to the queer community, but also we have fun by, you know, decom <laughs> deconstructing an entire episode of RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. And, you know, the merits of our favorite mm -hmm. drag queen. But I've, I just wanted to say that on the record that I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I'm the same way. And I feel like, um, and I think you have noticed this, I tend to be a little bit more quiet and a little mm -hmm. bit more reserved, especially, I don't know. It's it, I still feel a little new to the group, even though we've been here for months. Yeah. But that's just me and how, it t how long it takes me to open up. But um, I will say I do appreciate you knowing you. Yeah, reaching well, out. Well, and, and you know, some people have been like, "Oh, he's he's got a sass," and I didn't even notice it. Yeah, some people <laughs> were like, "Oh, he's he's got he's got a little bit of a bite to him." I was mm -hmm. like, "Really?" 
And I was like, you know, I think it's the queer thing. I was like, I think mm-hmm. we just have a, an LGBTQ co- mm-hmm. culture that, you know. And I keep being told that, like, I don't read queer, which, you know, that, and I've been thinking about that lately because um, I wonder if I'm masking that or if I'm, like, I don't, hiding I it. I wonder if it is because, if I may speak freely about your situation, you've told me and that you're you're bisexual mm-hmm. and and polyamorous mm-hmm. and, and you know so it's not a cut and dry like i only for all intents and purposes i'm i'm interested in men and that's mm-hmm. it so i wonder if that's sort of a binary you know view of what what it means to be queer yeah i never like even in queer spaces i've always felt a little you know out of place because mm-hmm. I am assumed to only be attracted to men, which is not the case. Right. Like I, I, you know, the quote unquote gay scene, queer scene has never really been my scene, the nightlife, you know, the bars yeah. and whatnot. Don't really go out to those because of that reason, because, mm-hmm. um, I just still feel a bit out of place. I feel a little, um, yeah. put, in, put into a box, but it's not the case. And I, I wonder that too, if it's right. because I feel like I don't match people's idea of queerness. And I think I, I experienced that in some ways because I, I, I keep a lot of stuff private. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Like, I just because I don't post, you know, thong pictures on Instagram mm-hmm. of me and my my buddies at the beach, don't mean I'm not interested in something very sexual. <laughs> in thongs and butts on the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Though mm-hmm. you see the the, the ultra fam queers mm-hmm. at at brunch or at the beach or on a yacht or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's just not who I am. Yeah. Don't mean that ain't what I do. Yeah. And, you know, and so I felt sort of like I don't fit in with the queer group in West Hollywood or whatever, Mm. you know, the standard is. And and so I think that's becoming more prominent, too, as people just find their own way and they don't have to adhere to that anymore. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm like embracing it a little bit more. I'm not necessarily coming out because I always felt weird about having to come out if, you know, Cis-het people don't have to come out. Mm-hmm. So I try not to like fall into that idea of coming out, but I will start sharing more of myself and my life to someone yeah. if I start feeling more comfortable with them. Right. Well, and I, I, I'm sort of like that too, that I, I have come out. I did mm-hmm. feel the need to come out to tell certain people I'm mm-hmm. not what you thought because I did actively mm. hide it and try to mask it and try to do things mm-hmm. that that dispelled that. But at this point, like even people who knew me back then, I'm like, I don't owe you an explanation of myself. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. anything. Like if you if you want to know something about me, get to know me mm-hmm. and then get to know my life mm-hmm. just like you do anyone else, you know. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I just I appreciate the insightful conversations you and I have had. Oh, thank you. Because I'm older than you <laughs> and it we have a responsibility in this world to at some point pivot and learn from people younger than us not that you're that mm-hmm. much younger than me we're, we're sort of cut from the same cloth and or cut from the same time frame mm-hmm. in that way um we're not gen zers yes thank God. <laughs> so um but yeah do, do you know what's next for you after this job's over Ooh, what's next for me i mean besides finishing school i mean employment wise not really but i plan on you know finishing school i have another uh ep in the works that i'm trying to work on right now that's really cool thank you yeah i've been uh i released my first ep on my birthday in december um and it was a very vulnerable uh piece of work because Mm -hmm. it kind of 
was about my coming to terms with my sexuality on top of realizing my substance abuse and also my relationship with music. So it was a very vulnerable uh, process, especially having to produce it and, yeah. and do that all on my own. Um, and now I'm getting to a point where I want to have fun making music and yeah. not just have it be like about all the pain and whatnot even though that still comes in but at mm -hmm. least i'm having more fun with this uh ep right yeah i did i i can relate to that because i started writing a script about my life after my dad died and mm -hmm. i was and it's very hard to just yeah. like put yourself out there and it's like <laughs> yes, very much i so. need to write fiction <laughs> because yeah. this is too hard this mm -hmm. is like it's very like do i want to say that yeah. do i want to talk about that do i want to bring attention to that mm -hmm. but i think I think we have to do those hard things because you just don't know who's listening and who might need to hear it. Mm -hmm. But also, it's good to pivot to do big, something yeah. fun, you know, yeah. not just sit there and like be Adele and, and that's keep going through desperate things to write about them. We still might be trying to do something fun with it, but yeah. we still want to tell our stories. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, this um, this EP, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to call it my green period. Um, just because, especially during the pandemic, um, my intake of cannabis really went up really? a lot, obviously because of all the Do you think it was a on. problem or is it just, it became a place where you um, could manage a life and it's a good oh managing God. tool for you. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to like delve into. Like, yes, it did help me yeah. with some cases, but in other, in other aspects it might've hindered me. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to explore with this EP, the relationship with cannabis. Um, that's exciting. Cause there, there are. It, you know, not just me, it helps so many people. Yeah. And, um, well, my parents had chronic pain, and I maintain mm -hmm. that if Alabama would pass cannabis yeah. laws, my dad would still be alive today mm -hmm. because damn. we have this country has such a problem with opioid addiction. Mm -hmm. And if you just give them some goddamn cannabis, yeah, they would, we they wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah. Uh, wh where can we listen to your EP? Um, my EP is on every major and streaming platform. And for all platform. you Luddites out there, EP <laughs> means extended play. Yes. So there, <laughs> it's not an album. <laughs> it's not a mixtape. <laughs> it's an EP. It's only six songs. Um, yeah. No, it's only five songs. This first one. Um, you can find me anywhere. Um, I'm on Instagram, underscore MarkEZ94. M-A-R-C or M-A-R-K? M underscore M A R K E Z nine four. Mm -hmm. I'm currently trying to, I guess, rebrand because there might be another couple of Marquezes out there that might be <laughs> trying to, you know, up the game. But yeah. full disclosure, I I'm in it for the long game, and I feel like these people aren't in it for the long game. So yeah, I um, was about to say. Well, and I've always said that if you want to beat the if you want to beat them, put the time in. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because like, they'll eventually I'm, fall away. And I'm looking at their like profiles. I'm seeing what they've been releasing, and I'm like, no one got a bio, no one got a picture of themselves. <laughs> and I'm here like, I got my bio on my Spotify. Right. I got a picture of myself. I want people to know. Yeah. That. Um, well, there we go. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go because I didn't know you had an EP, mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go today and oh listen God. to that but thanks for coming on my show well, thank you for having me and i hope that i hope I, I will, i'll put this out there in a vulnerable moment mm. <laughs> i hope to see you after this job's over oh, thank you i would oh, love that uh, yeah that'd be nice i'm out here in woodland hill so you can come out here anytime yeah i'm in burbank so we'll, we'll meet in the middle or something mm -hmm. <laughs> bye bye <laughs> taking our masks off i actually get to see your face now eric <laughs> I've like for the first time I worked for the first two weeks I worked here I didn't know what you looked like <laughs> because you had sunglasses a hat and your mask but anyway I got yep. two more I got two more hostages for the show uh, another Eric Eric Bogaz that's how you say your name right yes 
Get up on the mic, Eric. Oh. <laughs> Eric. Yes, it's a Polish name. It's usually people have a hard time pronouncing it. You're Polish? Are you yeah. fully Polish? No, my mom's El Salvadorian. El Salvadorian and yeah. Polish. Okay, I thought there was some Latin blood for you. And and also with Eric is Caleb Hansford. C. Dilla, C. Dilla in Manila. <laughs> is that what you go by, or do you have a stage no, name I'm as well? I'm just making that one up. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have a stage name, or do you just yeah. go by Eric or um, Caleb? So my stage name for my music is Here C. Dupree. Oh, too. my stage name for my music is C. Dupree. C. And, Dupree. Uh, yeah. I like that. Thank you. That's, it. I, that Dupree is one of those names that just... It feels good on your tongue, mm-hmm. Dupree. You know, my, I don't. I don't think my name, because my stage name is just my full name, Kyle Leon Henderson, and I feel like that's like driving a car, driving like driving a Maserati across a gravel road. That's a dope. <laughs> it's that's bumpy. A, that's a dope African American name too. <laughs> it's, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> in college, because. There's a gr- there's a big po- uh, African American population in Birmingham where I went to college, and people found out my whole name, and they said you sound like you had a bougie black mama, <laughs> and I'm like, well there you go. So um, yeah, we're we're wrapping it up for me anyway. Tomorrow's my last day here at this job, mm-hmm. um, and I told like I told Noe and Shauna, is there anything you want to say to me now that you can? <laughs> Eric, Eric, speak. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be weird without you. That's for sure. Really? You were here day one. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's like if Kendrick just dipped out during season one. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? So I'm gonna explain. For some reason, Eric Bocas keeps calling it season one and season two because <laughs> this is the second time that this site has been open. Um, but yeah, so it, it's gonna be weird because I've really gotten to know y'all and. I'm going to miss you guys out here. We, we've done a lot of life out here in the last two and a half months in a lot of ways. Um, do you all know? What about you? Is there What are, what are your thoughts on um, our time here together? Man, the worst experience ever. Nah, um, but Kyle was a cool dude. and um, You, know, <laughs> you he and I be. had some jagged energy in the beginning, yeah, but, but, but we worked it out. Yeah, it I, think, I think you and I needed to both understand each other a little better yeah. in that moment and I, yeah. I'm so glad that I understand you and now much we're deeper like the now. best of friends and yeah. um, you know leaving here with the family is more important than, yeah you know so definitely appreciative I'm appreciative of, of all of y'all too because yeah. uh it's just I I'm glad that I got the opportunity to be inspired by you because mm-hmm. I don't really it, it's weird when you spend a lot of time with people and they don't inspire you and that happens sometimes you're like oh, you're not really it, you know but yeah. we all we're all hustling out here so um it's looking like you know this is gonna wrap it up wrap itself up soon you know pretty soon yeah um do y'all have plans for the future of what what you're gonna do after this just finish school right here just uh take care of that then look for something potentially yeah well if if caleb has anything to say about it you'll have a girlfriend by the end of the week yeah i'm gonna help you brother (laughs) you know i'm here for you um but what i'm doing is uh i have a few ventures so i have my own fashion company as we spoke to about and uh yeah my music stuff and i'm also studying for my ux design so i've just been applying ux what's ux uh user experience oh wow yeah so i got my degree in that and uh just been applying left and right and Mm -hmm. hopefully have my interview with facebook coming soon oh so that's that's wonderful. See, and that's that's that gets me excited because mm-hmm. that's the future. Technology is where it's at, and exactly. we've talked about that at the beginning of the show when y'all weren't here, me and Leslie and Fran. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's just so exciting, and um, 
And yeah, I, I, I can't wait to, well, I'm following you on Instagram now. Of course. And so I can't yeah. wait to see all that you do. Um, uh, what kind of music do you do? So for me as an artist, I do more of a pop EDM. So think of Disclosure. Mm-hmm. So it has that kind of vibe with the mellow tone and has a little bit of R&B feel to it. That That's really cool. I yeah. love a blending. Like people make fun of me because I do, I do really like country music. And I tell people there's a big, there's a lot of similarities between country and hip hop. Yeah. Because it's the community telling their stories. Nelly and Tim McGraw. Yeah. And Nelly and Tim McGraw, and then um, Jason Aldean did one. I forget who it was with. And um, Little Nas X. And Little Nas X. Yep. Well, well, and that was a country collaboration, is what mm-hmm. sort of put him on the map to, yeah. to get the spotlight. And th- and then once he had the spotlight, he's like, now that I've got your attention, keep looking. Yeah. Uh, so and that's that's <laughs> wonderful. But um, but yeah, that's exciting. Uh, how can people follow your music? Um, so you can follow me at CDUPR3. And, uh, CDUPR3. Mm-hmm. And it's on all platforms. It's on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, whatever you can name it. Yeah. Be, yeah. Just play it at your mama crib. You can bump it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love it. Put on summer vibes. <laughs> oh, you know? my God. But yeah, so. That's so funny. And uh, yeah, well, I just wanted to give everybody a chance to come on. And because and, I did the. The, the listeners didn't get to meet the two of you last mm-hmm. time because you weren't here and mm-hmm. and we ran out of time and all that. So I thank you all for coming on the show today. Of I course. really appreciate it. And I I look forward to seeing what you're doing in life from here on Likewise. out because friends forever, right? Yep. And here we are, the last guest, <laughs> Terrence. That is I. Terrence Wilburn, right? Yeah, Terrence Wayne, Terrence Wilburn. If you want to do the government, it depends. If you Uncle Sam, it's Terrence Wilburn. Well, I want to do your... <laughs> Your IMDb name. What, well, do, what IMDb do, name. What do they call you on IMDb? Terry Wayne Jr. Terry Wayne Jr. is yes. your acting name. Yeah, it is. Okay, Terry. That's why you put Terry on everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, you are the the newest member of my team. Okay. Because we traded you. We, yeah, we got traded. We did. We did a full MLB trade with mm-hmm. you and Diana. <laughs> Because she spoke Spanish and mm-hmm. you didn't. I did. Limited. Very little. Very little. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm actually really grateful you came to our team. It's mm-hmm. been really fun. Uh, hanging likewise, with you, um, but you're a busy, busy man. You're yeah. a busy actor. Yeah, but as you know, busy can come and go. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you got to strike while that iron's hot, yeah. and you are. Exactly. You're. Uh, you've gone on some ad- auditions. You've done some stage work. Yeah, I've seen you practicing uh, dance routines. Dance you've been lines, all that. <laughs> so you're from Houston. Absolutely, yes. And you're an actor. I am. Tell me, tell me, what is your experience? What brought you to acting? Um, I had been acting since I was eight years old. My first play was in fourth grade, and that experience always stuck with me about like you know, mm-hmm. cracking adults up, making them laugh, yeah, and stuff like that. I love to be a goofball entertainer type thing. I think that's what everybody keeps. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of a threat. That first time you saw adults mm-hmm. really take notice of what you're doing mm-hmm. as an actor, as a performer, because we've all done little plays or whatever. Yeah. But um, that first time, everybody says that first time you mm-hmm. saw that they recognized, they were entertained. That yeah. it's like a drug. Yeah, it's like a op- the opposite of trauma. It's like crystal meth. <laughs> yeah. It's like crystal meth. Yeah. They say it's you're uh, hooked the first time you do it. Yeah, and you you make an adult laugh with mm-hmm. something you did on stage. You're done. Yeah, exactly. you're done. Like you feel very accomplished. But I, when I got to uh, undergrad, I went up there for uh, scholarship for football. But I've I've never been injury prone in my life until I got to college, and I'm talking major injuries. You just kept getting hurt? Yeah, tearing oh, wow. knees, dislocating shoulders, all kinds of stuff. But um, what I did during the rehab process was getting the theater scene on my school mm-hmm. and fell in love with it, 
I, I took a liking to my teacher. He took a liking to me. That was like my first coach. Yeah. We auditioned um, and worked to get an audition for the Michigan. It was in Michigan, Michigan Shakespeare Festival, which is my first. Oh, you went to Michigan. Gig. Yeah, I was up there. You for were five at years. Michigan, which yep. is one of the leading theater programs <laughs> in this country. Yeah. So you're there on football scholarship, yeah. which has got a pretty good football team. Yeah. Well, let me correct you because I want to put the, the <laughs> listeners out there. It was not the University of Michigan. <laughs> nah. Oh, I was little, so 170 pounds oh, soaking wet, so I wasn't about to be oh, on their field. But was it was like, a school that was right by the about, University of Michigan. <laughs> I was about to flip this table. Yeah. I'm like, you you just was like, I'm bored yeah. or whatever nah, while nah. I'm recuperating. I, I think I'll go been a hell of a be story. in the Michigan theater mm-hmm. scene. Definitely. But still, you know, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just, you know. A young lady was went to the Michigan, uh, actually, for theater that was in my cohort in my MFA from CalArts. She went there, so that's the closest Michigan tie I had. I know yeah. some, some guys that went to the school, but during my rehab process, I got in the theater. Like I said, I got that Michigan Shakespeare Festival gig. Uh-huh. A year later, oh, I auditioned. Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's my baby. I love doing Shakespeare. That's like my favorite thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, so when I did that, that's when I just had a come to Jesus moment. It's like, yo, I can do this. And I got into Cal Arts, and that was like further. Um, confirmation mm-hmm. that maybe I should be doing this with my life and then it's been it's been ups and downs but mostly ups yeah. you know in a way that that keeps me in it like it's sometimes that we ain't got a dime or a dollar to our name because yeah. of what we're doing and we see our people back at home thriving in their regular lives with kids and babies and stuff and but, I wonder if you get this too mm-hmm. like I get a lot of people back home because I'm an actor but I, in a different way than you are mm-hmm. I'm an actor podcast host yada yada all mm-hmm. that um, and I get people back home saying Oh, you're gonna make it one day, and I'm mm. like, mm, I'm yeah. already making yeah. it. Like, I'm I'm making it by living my life exactly. this way. Yeah. Like, uh, do you get that a lot where people are like yeah. waiting for you to become Denzel? My, yeah, that's funny. And you it's say like it. I don't want to be Denzel. My I'm dad, Wayne. yeah, exactly. My dad is. I love Denzel though. That's my guy. But right. <laughs> uh, my dad is one of the main guys. My family all is very supportive. My dad is on me like, T, man, son, you need to be on these TV shows, 50 Cent doing all this different stuff. How are we going to get you on that? And I was like, Pops, it's coming, man. It's coming. Yeah. Just, you know, we just got to remain faithful and hopeful mm-hmm. and everything and stuff. And uh, I'm blessed to have done what I'm done and doing what I'm doing. Don't well, and wrong. the key is consistency, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because if you keep knocking on every door, one of them will eventually open. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's – I have a friend who's a writer, and she said she, she had submitted 100 – writing projects mm-hmm. and got one publication and mm-hmm. and then as she kept going and kept going it became f- one for every 50 and then mm-hmm. one for every 20 submissions yeah. and, and it became um you know it you you knock down the door and then you make relationships mm-hmm. and you're you're hustling that's what it is like that it's hard work yeah. you got it we i feel like people that's out here longer than most people would be really have that mm-hmm. hustler spirit. Well, if you come for a year and, yeah. you're, and nothing's making it and you go back to your hometown, yeah. well, <laughs> like, you, bro, you, you wasted a anyway. year anyway. Yeah. You shouldn't even come if you're mm-hmm. going to ba- bail out after a year because yeah. everybody's got their sweet spot. I think yeah. my sweet spot's 30s, 40s because yeah. I'm a character actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Definitely. I'm like, I got to get old and yeah. and weird. That's why I'm in the gray area of just a little bit too old for teenage mm-hmm. but a little too young Oh, yeah, for my, the my teenage acting yeah. gigs are gone, <laughs> gone, gone. But yeah. but you're you, – well, you have something on a lot of people. You're extremely handsome. No, I that's, appreciate that. That's uh, – everybody's Googling you right now. Terry yeah. Wayne Jr. Yeah, <laughs> so. they, it's – um. I appreciate that definitely, but it's it's like because I had an audition the other day to play over eighteen to play sixteen, mm-hmm. and I'm like I can do it when I shave, like I'm baby yeah. face now. I can see you, like I could, you know, see but you at sixteen. It's the thing over the years, football lifting weights. I got a strong neck now. It's hard to pass <laughs> for 15, 16, 17, maybe eighteen, That's nineteen. True. If you're a linebacker, all American, cool. Uh-huh. But like if you're a regular kid, um, it's kind of hard. It's like that. 
mother ain't 16 like you know right. what i'm saying so yeah um but it's fun it's a challenge listen and, uh, if our if our sag after president gabrielle mm-hmm. carteris can play a 16 year old at 30 mm-hmm. on beverly hills 90210 yeah. so can you yeah absolutely <laughs> it's a uh what's her name of uh, euphoria which is one of my favorite shows she's um but maybe I'm finna sound uh, the, the slightest bit sexist, but I feel like the women have it easier a little bit. She's like thirty playing I think so. sixteen. I think so. Well, but, women uh, <laughs> are softer. They're just yeah, softer. Exactly. Their their skin is softer. Mm-hmm. They're you know. Yeah, it's like I was like, <laughs> ladies, I'm a little jealous. You but, get uh, a, you get a man jaw. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be like, mm, yeah, it's like, come on now, look at that, <laughs> look at that definition <laughs> of your face. Uh, but yeah, and then also, ladies have a higher up on us when it comes to voiceover. They can play yeah. young boys with their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, all the young boys every. Everybody who's on a cartoon who's a young boy, yep. that's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it Tara Strong that's like the legend? Yeah. Yeah, Tara Strong is Well, like, and Nancy Cartwright yep. and um, uh, that other girl that plays Lisa Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, Yardley. Yeah. Yardley. Something yeah. or other. Right. Yeah. That's a talent. They episode. all. They, they, well, and that's the thing. Voiceover. It's a. Yeah. It's a it's a club. It's hard to get into because mm-hmm. you can do it till you're dead. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely, you know. Yeah, but connections. So what's next for you? You you you're still here. You're you know on the on site doing humanitarian work yeah. with us. Do you have plans for after this show? <laughs> after this show ends? Yeah. Um, after this uh, gig ends. I was discussing it with some of our fellow co-workers right now. Um, right now it's just kind of like. I have things brewing in the atmosphere, so yeah. to speak. We're trying to see when is when is it gonna rain, though. You know, the clouds mm-hmm. are forming. That kind of sounds like a bad analogy, but like, no, like I a, get a it. negative I get analogy. It. But I, you know what I mean. I've been saying I feel yeah, the crackle. In the exactly. Air. Yeah, I was like something's bound to pop. You know, I'm very, I'm still high in my spirit enough, yeah. even when it's like, yo, what am I doing? But um, right now, I know in the summer I'll be doing a production um, about a gentleman named Robert Smalls, who was great in the um, uh, black community. He was a uh, first congressman i want to say that i might be crucifying that's, his history i was about to say and, that's and, why i know because yeah. i have a history degree yeah, i'm like yeah. that name robert mm-hmm. small robert small yeah. he's like he's a legend uh, when it comes to um post-slavery and things like that and, and what's possible as a black man during those times yeah when it was real hard to just be black um so i would get to do i had the pleasure and honor to doing that in uh, theatrical botanicum which is in topanga if anybody cares topanga <laughs> california and um there's some good people over there but like that's the only thing I know for sure that's on the horizon. Yeah. Well, listen, be, that's two gigs. Mm-hmm, yeah. that's two gigs. The mm-hmm. Two gigs you see out there. That's that's kind that's of a, a great success. feeling too to know that's something is on the horizon. Yeah. You see it. You just got to get to it. Right. Because yeah. you just never know when you'll have six months of nothing. Mm-hmm. And that that's the reality of every actor. That's that is making it. That's yeah. not trying to make it. You've made it. You're yeah, here. You're absolutely. doing it. Yep. So and you're enjoying it while you're doing it. And mm-hmm. that's that's wonderful. Um. Where can people follow you and follow your career? Uh, on Instagram, it's probably the most frequented uh, social media. I'm Terry Wayne the two, as in the number two, T H A two, and um, that's pretty much where you'll find most that's of my it. things. You'll find what I'm doing, what I did, and what I'm about to do on there. Right. <laughs> so, I love that. That's yeah. wonderful. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow your career. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll even work together. Absolutely. One day. Hopefully. I'd love that. Hopefully. I would love it. That Put would that be, in the universe. That'll be great. Yeah. Um. Well, thanks for coming on the show oh, today. No problem. My pleasure. And if you ever need me to come back and we got to go meet up somewhere, we can do this again. Listen, yeah. I'll do it again because yeah. uh, I've got to get some diversity mm-hmm. in the people that come on. Because I put, yeah. to, like, my friend Sarah and my partner, I'm like, I don't have anybody. You're coming on the show uh-huh. today. I'm going to get new people yeah. on the show now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're on my list. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Terry. Definitely. All right. <laughs> well, that is our show. And I hope you've enjoyed talking about Ukraine and meeting some more of my work friends. Uh, if you want to donate to the Ukraine cause, you can go to UNICEF, unicefusa.org, or Google 
Google it. There are so many great companies and great organizations that are donating to the Ukrainian calls, and we should do what we can. So go there, and if you want to follow me on Instagram, go to at Kyle L. Henderson. I'm also on Twitter, but who uses Twitter anymore? I hope you all have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week.